Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Jeffrey Smith with us as we talk about GMOs. You know, Jeffrey, we've talked about this for years with you, and I've always heard uh, concern. Uh, sometimes you've been a little upset with the fact that they're making GMOs. This time I'm picking up in your voice a concern, a real deep concern. Am I right? Well, here's the thing, George. We've been massively successful at changing consumer behavior. I've been doing this for nearly a quarter of a century, and 46% of Americans are now seeking non-GMO food, which is more than we need. So the tipping point is underway in the United States. And I would say that phase has been a huge success. But when any individual or, or laboratory or country can start pumping out new gene-edited organisms at high rates, and that's going to just get stronger and stronger as the robotics kick in. We're talking about the possibility of all future generations being basically in inheriting the folly, because we've come to an inevitable time in human history where we can easily reorder the codes of life and redirect the streams of evolution, but we don't have the counterbalancing ethics, morality, or deep understanding. You have companies, for example, like there's a gene-editing, gene-edited hornless cows, right? They wanted to, to remove the cows from the genetics so that they could put a lot of cows into, into confinement so that they wouldn't hurt each other with their horns. And so they used gene-editing, CRISPR, to knock out a gene that creates the horns. And they called this a magnificent success, and check out this arrogance, it was so successful that no other genetically engineered animal, they said, should be subject to any regulations. Now, two years later, while they were actually growing out these hornless cattle, the FDA decided to actually sequence the genes. No one had done that. They just declared it a success mm -hmm. without doing And they found, guess what, guys? There's now bacterial DNA in the cows, every single cell of the cow, and that that bacteria, there's two genes there that create antibiotic-resistant genes. And now those antibiotic-resistant proteins, they might create antibiotic-resistant diseases which could kill people or cause amputations, oh, and it was absolutely a disaster. Similarly, they found mice that had accidentally incorporated retroviruses into their DNA. They, I was reading during the break just now, there was a new study that came out describing how uh, CRISPR gene editing fails to do what it's been proclaimed to be doing, and this is something I get every week. They say they're undercounting errors and mutations and deletions, and it's because they don't even actually review the changes that are made in the organisms that they create. They just look at what is expected and say, ah, another success. And so given this hypnosis, this massive hypnosis that this stuff is safe, they're actually convincing governments to not do any oversight. Australia just passed a law that any gene-edited animal or plant or microorganism can be introduced without any safety study. What's wrong with these people? It's, it's this huge lobbying effort. It's a massive lying effort. And, and Monsanto, of course, has been engaged in it for years. And we have a lot of more information about how they're doing it because millions of documents are made public because of these lawsuits. But it's not just them. It is an infrastructure of disinformation. Years ago, I remember hearing about a biotech meeting in, East, in Eastern Europe, 
and the number one goal of the biotech industry was to figure out how to introduce the new types of GMOs and to not have human, uh, anyone, the policymakers or consumers, think that they're actually GMOs. Just call it breeding and have absolutely no regulation, no oversight, and no concern. And yet, every single week or month, I read a devastating article how this stuff is extremely dangerous, and yet gene-edited crops are already approved for eating. And they're, in fact, you don't even have to get them approved. If you ask the FDA, do you have to even review our gene-edited food for introduction into the food supply? They say no. The FDA says no. The EPA says no. There's no one looking. Why doesn't our administration step in and do something about this? They did Any step administration. in and went in the wrong direction, George. On June 11th, there was a presidential executive order signed by Trump that told the FDA, the EPA, and the USDA... Hands off. Not only hands off, but to promote GMOs. And so just oh, this last geez. week, the FDA announced their program, Feed Your Mind, where they're spending millions and millions of dollars to disinform the American public. The U.S. Agency for International Development announced that they were going to spend, again, part of this executive order, $70 million to create new agricultural biotech initiatives. They're going to spend $25 million creating new GMO seeds in Cornell. And as part of this executive order, Trump ordered all these regulatory agencies, plus the Secretary of State, plus the trade representative, to put a maximum pressure on the rest of the world so that they also do not require any oversight on U.S. gene-edited products. And they just, they have a negotiation underway with U.K. after Brexit, where it looks like they're going to try and reverse all of the food safety laws, especially the GMOs and gene editing. They've already had that on the table with the EU. They've got China to fast-track approvals. So they're trying to pressure and successfully countries around the world. And so if we are not vigilant, if we don't create a counterbalancing movement, which is what our Institute for Responsible Technology is trying to do, then we are facing a potential catastrophe. Now, you brought up Monsanto. Anything uh, with all these lawsuits that have been pending against them? Oh, that's been fun, George. (laughs) I've gotten close to uh, some of the lawyers that have been suing Monsanto. And on our site at Responsible Technology, Org. You can watch a five-part interview that I do with a brilliant, brilliant attorney, Brent Wisner. I was on the Doctor's TV show with him for a full hour, and he talks about what was exposed in the Monsanto papers. I'm going to give you just a taste, George, because this is, I've been talking about Monsanto, exposing Monsanto for years in terms of their, their dirty dealings. But there's a couple of things that I was never aware of, and I just love collecting these stories. So when they were producing Roundup and they wanted to get it approved by the EPA, there's a test to see about human skin absorption. So they take cadaver skin and they apply Roundup, and lo and behold, it was over three times more absorption into human skin than was legally allowed. So what did they do? They hid that evidence, never told the EPA. Instead, they cut out the cadaver skin, baked it in an oven, then they froze it, then they took the resultant leather-like human skin and applied Roundup, and lo and behold, it wasn't absorbed. So they said, hi, see, look, there's hardly any absorption in human skin. They never told the EPA that they had baked it and overbaked it and overcooked it and overcooked it, and then they froze it before they tested it. 
They also Jeez. they also had hired one of the world's experts at determining whether their Roundup would cause cancer, the DNA mutations, and they were hoping he would come to their defense. And lo and behold, he didn't. He said, actually, there's demonstrations that does cause cancer, according to what you've sent me. And so they buried his report. They were legally required to turn it over to the oh, EPA. It's like the cigarette companies. And they, they ghost wrote a, a review paper with the exact opposite conclusions that was used as the basis for approvals by the EPA and the other regulatory agencies around the world. Oh, my God. There's also a, a industrial biotest labs. They were, they were responsible for the toxicology tests of about a third of all the chemical and pharmaceutical com- companies in the country, and it was an entire bogus lab. It was complete fraud, and in fact, one of Monsanto's executives went over to work there to oversee the Monsanto fraudulent studies, then went back to Monsanto, and when the whistle when the whistleblowers came forth on this laboratory, three people went to jail, including the Monsanto executive. And that was the original study that was done on Roundup, proving that it was safe and it was done fraudulently. Was, now we was, have evidence that in Germany there's a laboratory that had done a, more than a dozen studies on Roundup fraudulently. So this is we now have a pretty substantial amount of information showing that these guys have been lying from the beginning, and that every time evidence comes up that there's links to cancer, they bury it. Do you think Bayer, the German conglomerate which bought Monsanto, is kicking themselves? Oh, my God. In fact, uh, I am actually invited to speak at their shareholders' meeting. At Bayer's? Not by Bayer, but by some disgruntled shareholders. Oh, okay. I see. At responsibletechnology.org. I was going to say, I don't think Bayer would have sent you an invitation. No, it's true. But if if people want to send me, we're actually raising the the few thousand dollars to send me to Germany. How are you going to get in? Uh, well, because people who are shareholders are given a, a speaking slot, and they're proxying me as the speaker. Ah. So, so what what happened is, you know, I tried to warn Bear shareholders in 2016 by publishing a a 17-page report showing eight categories of undisclosed risks, including the cancer thing that caused them tremendous amounts of money. Now, when I talk about tremendous amounts of money. They may be paying $12 billion in settlements. They've, they've lost three trials so far. The jury has awarded over $2 billion, but it was taken down to about $190 million. But there's between 50 and 100,000 plaintiffs. To put it in perspective, Bears' capital price, their stock price, went down like 35 or 40 percent because of these trials. The chairman just decided to retire, to resign because he's embarrassed and he's being blamed for this. So at that same meeting where I'll be speaking, he's going to step down. There's disgruntled Bayer shareholders that are suing uh, Bayer. And now we have millions of pages of documents showing that Monsanto has been engaged in covering up and lying and ghostwriting and attacking scientists. It's there in black and white. And so all this will drive up all the punitive damages that juries will give. And so they're not, like, there was another set of, are you aware of the of the dicamba trials that went on in Creve-Core, Louisiana? Where, I mean, no, no, Missouri, Missouri, Missouri right next to St. Louis. Yeah, you used to live around there, didn't you? I still do. <laughs> so right just on February 15th, there was another uh, bellwether trial uh, against Bayer and BASF, another chemical maker, where a peach farmer, 
He lost he had, all his trees. Yeah, 30,000 peach trees. And he claimed that he had lost $20 million in damages. He got $15 million in compensatory damages. But the punitive damage, which is where it really hurts, was $250 million. Wow. Because when they showed... It's a the, lot of peaches. Yeah, a <laughs> lot of peaches. It's true. The thing is, they had documentation that secretly they knew that introducing this this genetically engineered plant that was resistant to this herbicide dicamba was going to result in massive crop damage because dicamba, once it's sprayed, can rise up into the air, move several miles, and land on crops to kill them. And so now 4% of the entire soybean acreage in the country is damaged because of dicamba. And what if you breathe this stuff in? There is evidence that dicamba is linked to hypothyroidism and cancer. And we don't have enough evidence like we did in Roundup to drive trials, but absolutely, because it's in the air, you can breathe it in, and also if it gets on the crops, you will be eating it. And so whether it's through digestion or inhalation, we're being exposed. And now what's happening is that Corteva, which is the combination of Dow Chemical and DuPont, they now are introducing 2,4-D-resistant crops so that you'll be eating part of the component of Agent Orange, which was causing cancer and birth defects, as well as glufosinate-resistant crops, which is linked to birth defects. Well, we know that Monsanto wanted these GMOs in order to have a market on the seeds because with these kinds of seeds... You don't, uh, you know, as farmers would always every year hold back their own product seeds from the plants. These you have to buy every year, right? Yes, and what happens is it's a combination of seed chemical. You see, in 2000, glyphosate, the chief poison in Roundup, was going off of patent. And Monsanto had a global juggernaut selling Roundup. They had they had lied about its safety. Everyone was convinced it was safe. Even Everyone though, was buying it, right? Yeah, and it probably creates more than 30 diseases. We know that now. But they convinced everyone it was safe, and they were making billions of dollars. And so what they did is they genetically engineered seeds so that it would withstand the spraying of Roundup. And they had to buy Monsanto's version. So after it went off patent, the farmers who bought the Roundup-ready seeds still had to buy Monsanto's Roundup and not the Chinese glyphosate knockoffs because the seed chemical combination was created by Monsanto as a marketing ploy. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.